Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Resolute Square. There was also maintained what was called an enemy's list, which was rather extensive and continually being updated. Democrats want Republicans dead. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. No, it's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. <laughs> I'm Rick Wilson, and this is The Enemies List. Our guest today on The Enemies List for this very special indictment day podcast is the great Harry Littman, former federal prosecutor, a man who knows his way around the law and a way around the legal challenges that are facing Donald Trump right now. It is an honor to have you with us, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I wanted to lead out by asking for your perspective on this trial. People were calling this the most important trial in American history. Um, where do you where do you stack this? Where do you see this? I, I, the, how consequential this moment is and how important this is for the future of the country? And I was one of them. You know, you you kind of uh, check yourself as, am I being hyperbolic? But let's just start with it's clearly the most treacherous conduct by alleged of a president in our history. That's for starters. And then get to the nature of the treachery, which was literally a, a plan to upend democratic rule and the kind of canon, can I say that on enemies sure. list? Um, principle of the peaceful transfer of power um and and so this the um the the enormity the gravity of the case i think is second to none but then you position it and this would be you you know this way better than i but the way it now plays out in this um uh diptych with uh the whole political drama right. and the possibility of a you know perverse and horrifying kind of nullification of the whole thing, so that the stakes, you know, couldn't be higher. It seems to me, and that gravity couldn't be higher. I've thought carefully before pulling the trigger on that statement because I did I did make one of those in a in the op ed I wrote when it came out, and yeah, I'm 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 more than prepared to defend it. It's the most important trial in the history of the country. So as we've seen sort of the initial um, the initial lines of defense that Trump's lawyers and Trump's allies have been putting out in the last 24 hours, they're really relying very, very heavily on a First Amendment defense and saying, even if he was lying, even if he was wrong, he believed these things and therefore had a had a perfectly protected right to say all of them. Explain to the audience why that defense is is resting on a fairly thin read. It's it's I, I would say it's a sort of non-existent read. It's so it's so simplistically 
um, wrong and one wonders. I mean, there are some who are boasting, saying that in the same breath as saying, oh, but I haven't read the indictment. <laughs> uh, you know, two basic points. Um, the first is, even if he honestly believed these things, um, there are three basic points. Let's start with the very, very um, copious evidence, allegations, I should say, in the indictment that, of course, he didn't believe it. Uh, people have pointed to the um, you know profusion of people who told him this isn't true and all the grownups, et cetera. It's more than that. There's, there's evidence that he himself knew it wasn't true. Right. So let's start there. Second is even if he believed it were true, uh, that would be a fine reason to, you know, pound the, the table and, uh, you know, make uh, speeches and even do Nazi salutes, but not to um, uh, try to um, put phony electors in right. there, which would be uh, against the law no matter what, not to obstruct the actual proceeding, not to um, abridge votes. The thing to do, if he honestly believed that, and he tried this as well, is go to court where he went 60 times and lost, you know, 59 and a half. And then third, the this... It's as a lawyer, I find myself like chafing at at the intellectual dishonesty of this among anyone who right. knows anything about criminal law. This idea that it's political speech It's precisely what it isn't. What he's alleged to have done is made agreements to do unlawful things. And, you know, you do those with words. I mean, if I say to you, let's rob a bank, I've just used four words. But the idea that it's politically protected speech right. is inane so um it's real it's not even a speech conduct distinction it's a it's a lawful versus unlawful conspiracy consists in an agreement to do something unlawful you can try to do it with a wink but it's normally with words and the and the indictment is very carefully crafted you know it comes out and we've torn through it to find sure. this and that but it was wordsmith you could say um very precisely and uh it specifically um preempts this exact charge way up high of course he can do political speech but this wasn't it and it does seem to me that the people who are coming out of the box with this um uh, attack kind of haven't read the indictment it, it did strike me as a, <laughs> as a non-lawyer reading it and i i line by line it yeah. that that they actually had a good writer and communicator in in Jack Smith or whoever drafted this to lay out the oh, case. Rick, I've been there. This we're talking about thirty levels of review, including I think Merrick Garland. I, I was just going to say very carefully done. You know, come right out of the box with he lost the twenty twenty election. <laughs> Boom, and then it's it's a parable of sorts where they're really stressing sort of all the lies. There are different ways you could have written this mm -hmm. thing. I agree. It's written ele elegantly right. uh but it but it also is it's thematic uh and that's going to serve them well at trial i i, I as i said as a non-lawyer reading it it told a story beautifully yes it walked through and it even by exempting and, and sort of leaving out the speech on the ellipse it it i think that was a a, a key decision where that Probably some Without of that doubt. was political speech. That wasn't engaging in a conspiracy. Without doubt. Right. That's exactly what they were doing. They knew where he was coming from. And yes, obviously carefully crafted. This thing was, you know, weeks in the um, 
making and they have some good some good crafts people there and yeah they wrote it very very carefully i don't think it was jack smith uh but i can imagine some of the people who would have who would have been involved sure it's a a thoughtful uh you know document that is being kind of that's that's what struck me so let's walk through just a little bit more about why the conspiracy charges are so hard for trump to overcome here because I don't think people often truly understand the 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 way a conspiracy can be comprised and formed and open the people that do it up to the legal liability. Um, yeah. So, face. I mean, let me start here. The law makes conspiracy bigger penalty than an actual substantive offense often because it's a really dangerous thing. When you get six people together, I was just thinking I was just doing this little nugget with Jeff Clark saying, you know, hey, that's what the Insurrection Act is for. We're talking about a circle of people who are really um, ruthless and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, absolutely um, ready to steamroll the Constitution. And that's the notion of conspiracy. They're all in there together. And that's the that's the problem with it. Now, that's that's just a sort of aside about conspiracy. But then, you know, there there are three different conspiracy charges right and uh he's you know we'll see if he's got the the proof it's but there the allegations make it overwhelming that that of course Trump you know these are the things that Trump not just agreed to but tried to um facilitate was all in on and um there's many things to say about them besides that they're unlawful and the, you know, the sort of uh, crazy clown car that was driving at the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But added space, it's just so straightforward. I know. Why don't we try to have electors who aren't the real electors and sign it? What do you think? I agree. That's a blatant crime. I know. Why don't we just have Pence get up there, say any kind of shit so we can delay right. things so we so can we have can chaos. Shove our fake electors that's in. just right. that's just a crime, you know, it, and it's so straightforward. And of course, that's that's what he was about from actually before the election. It's interesting sure. that you you the Steve Bannon, um, you know, knowledge mm-hmm. um, that, that that that's always the plan. Whatever happens, November third, declare victory. In other words, you know, lie lie through your face. All these other people that have been dragged into yeah. this conspiracy, including two years. Dra- no, no, no. They were the crazy guys who would, right. who said the who, nutty who caused shit the conspiracy that- to. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. I, I mean, yeah. when you sorry, uh, I rarely agree with Mike Pence, but when he described them as uh, as a, a gaggle of crackpot lawyers, I was like, ah, no kidding, yeah, right there. He got, he got. <laughs> what happened to him yesterday? He actually got a little like yeah, a little, uh, little zesty, Larry, you know, a little he, feisty. He, he ate a little Tabasco <laughs> sauce or something. Mike Pence of all of things, all actually having some balls. You know, I know, it, amazing. Uh, so, so this gaggle of crackpot lawyers, all these right. people are basically. I mean, they're they're in the they're in the the position now where. Um, None of them are going to be able to afford what Trump can do by by milking his base. These guys are these guys are. I think they're pretty screwed, right? I mean, they it it doesn't look like they're going to have an easy ride here. One hundred percent. And a couple of who these guys are. Remember, 
Jeff Clark, he's a nobody. A John dog. Eastman, right. he's a nobody. Ken Cheeseboro, he's a nobody. They were specifically the guys who had who would basically say, "I'll say any crazy ass thing. I'll right. tell George." Can I have a bigger That's office? That's how they got <laughs> they got to his ears. But yeah, look, I've said this before. The most important part of the um, indictment, in my view, the caption, the really most important decision was to try Trump alone and that and that's right. you know this is built for speed but 100 percent, those six are going down i i guarantee you they're currently huddled with their lawyers wondering do they cooperate right. and you know by the way the indictment every word scrubbed carefully presented they call them co-conspirators they don't call them unindicted co-conspirators right. Right. i don't know if that means they're indicted yet but i mean it's very careful they are all and they're 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 all dead to rights. Um, but Jack Smith very wisely and in the service of, you know, the bigger stakes going on in the country now doesn't want them there to drag on every, each one of them would double the potential delays. He wants to have this case go first. And I think it, I think it'll happen. You know, when I, I think we talked about this on the breakdown about right after Jack Smith was named. Um, and, and you said something that he's a very thorough, very, considered very careful thinker and prosecutor and that i think that's really showing here i mean this this is a this is a big machine as you said it's built for speed when it comes to trump and so that's the next question i wanted to ask you so today in a few it's 315 where we're recording this in about in about 45 right. minutes he's going to march into that courthouse and he's going to get indicted again it must be getting familiar to him by this time but yeah. so when he's in there um what is the expectation in your mind of the timing of this case? How does Jack Smith deconflict with all the other cases he's facing? Uh, how does this work? Because a lot of people would like to see this happen tomorrow. We know it's not going to happen tomorrow. But to give us an idea of what you think the timing and the sequencing of all this is going to be. Sure. And an easy way to do it is by contrast with Mar-a-Lago, for starters. Okay. There are now three defendants right. there that, you know, each of them, they have they jerk around getting a lawyer. They have different things they can say. But also, um, we know that at a minimum, there's one gnarly time consuming issue. It has to do with classified documents. Right. That's just the way it works. Contrast this here. What are what are his. Def so here's how it's going to work. He'll be arraigned. And then there'll be another in the next hearing, she'll set a schedule. Right. And the important question in terms of delay will be pre-trial litigation, pre-trial motions. What will Trump come up with? And, you know, he's got I don't think he has much in the way of law, but there's a whole separate issue. Whatever he's got is it the sort of thing can that he can delay with. I need an evidentiary hearing. Mm -hmm. I need a new lawyer i need this i need that and i've you know i think it's pretty clear where he's going with his defenses including where we started political speech and the real question isn't whether they're legally momentous they're not but will they will will uh chutkin take a long time to um resolve them i don't think they're going to be straight up legal things okay. i think he loses them all and importantly above her to the extent he can try, and it's very, very limited, but to uh, try to yank, you know, get this to the Court of Appeals, it's a Court of Appeals, again, in contrast to the 11th Circuit in Mar-a-Lago, that is familiar with his, you know, delaying hijinks right. and has shown not play real impatience, including sometimes make turning things around in a few hours. So <clears throat> right. I don't look there, you know, 
he he you can't abridge his due process rights there and he'll do everything he can to try to delay but to me if you look at the motions and what he's going to claim and how long it takes a solid good worker workman like what can you say workman like now uh, what, you can whatever it would be for a woman yeah um judge to i i think we're talking about a few months and i think it's going to be a judge who's conscious as are her colleagues on the dc bench mm-hmm. of the of the need for speed for the for the public you know whether sure. for uh uncertain or against them that's a pretty big uh fact to know has this guy been um uh de- you know determined by beyond a reasonable doubt to have um tried to sure. uh, essentially overthrow the country i'd want to know that going uh, the yeah she's gonna think that's important and so i'm now just spitballing rick but that all adds up to me to something like may say and then okay. oh another big issue here is there are these other things there to kind of you know trip over Georgia. one another but i think it's pretty clear that brag mm-hmm. uh who came first and as a simple case is going to step aside i think it's pretty clear that um that fonnie willis is as well plus i mean hers i think couldn't go first and then right, right, i right. think that that smith's idea and he's executed it beautifully is already that this is the one that laps Mar-a-Lago. So I, I see this, I see the odds. You know the political calendar better than <laughs> I. I don't mean the primaries, but right. when things get decided, it doesn't look too likely to me that this comes up before the nomination is effectively settled. But I think it is likely that it goes to a, a jury verdict, not appeal, but jury verdict, before the November 2024 election. Right, right, right. And of course, then it's going to be appealed for years and years. This is it's going to yeah, yeah. grind Which out. It's a very a important time. point, by the way. This comes up on all the shows. Can he pardon himself? Can he pardon himself? He doesn't have to pardon himself. As right. long as it's still on appeal, all he has to do is, and, and totally uh, the OJ uh, stop. DeSantis could do this too. Just say, yep, I'm, I'm the boss here. Stop here. It's not a final. Hasn't been decided. So right. that's, you know. This, however big this box is, this other, you know, I'm the, I'm trying to stay on the on the legal uh, tracks. But how is it a ten percent, twenty percent, fifty, whatever it is? Right. It's friggin' disaster, and that's you know, if he wins, that's what it is. He absolutely can. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I've, the whole I've thing. been trying to to encourage my Democratic friends to think very clearly about this. Which is it's non-zero. Is, right? This is this yeah. is a guy who both can win, will almost certainly win the primary, and, and yeah. by the time this goes to to trial in May, he will be the nominee. There will still be right. some cat and dog primaries going on, but he will have had the he will at that point have blown out everybody else from the race. He'll have the critical mass right. he needs of delegates, and there's really nothing that's going to take him off that track inside the party structure. Um, and and you know we could probably end up seeing that. He could he could have the, the nomination in hand as early as, say, I don't know, April 1st, uh, yeah. because he's going to win these first few primaries. It's going to winnow the field very quickly. And, and that's why I keep telling people, like, Stunning. don't How underestimate yeah. that he will convert yeah. this prosecution into his entire campaign and say, oh, they're not after me. They're after you. Uh, you know, if if by you, you mean the average Americans are committing conspiracy. Yeah, OK, well, he's right on that point. But, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, yeah, he's this kind of like dark messiah. They, I mean, we're, we're we'll see it, right? We're not going to see the arraignment. We, right. you know, we now have a couple of pictures to know it'll be glum, glowering, bored Donald Trump. Yeah. But will, he'll come out. 
I mean, you saw what he did. He he uh, he he copied uh, Jamie Raskin, flatter imitation, sincerest form yep. of flattery. Like I just need one more indictment, and then I I win for sure. What a what a horse's ass! They turned it into a spectacle coming into the airport today. His political consultants are taking pictures from the airplane. You know, they've made this into a show, and Trump's very good at making it into a show. Now, this judge. Um, she's apparently pretty tough. She doesn't play games. Um, she's she's handed down some of the toughest sentences to the one six uh, 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 rioters and attackers. And I, I wonder if you have any read on where, what her tolerance level will be for if Trump's attorneys are trying to make this into, you know, another Trump spectacle. Yeah, I, and I, it's a great question. I think it'll be low. What you need, you need two things, uh, you know, and Cannon in Mar-a-Lago might lack them both. You need someone who's fair up, but also it takes some muscle to control a courtroom and against the implicit threats that they'll be making. You're taking away our due process rights right. and making issues on appeal. She is, uh, you know, she was on the state bench before and can, can you know, really dispense justice. She is solid and yeah, I think she will be uncowed by right. by um, the the stunts that are going to come at or that'll be you know Trump's um, basic defense from day one. She's so, a very good draw for the and not simply that she there there are a couple that would have been disasters. Okay, many solid judges there, but in terms of running the courtroom and not letting Trump get away with shit. She's she's a really so, lucky draw for the so country. The next question that leads logically from that, I, I guess logically, uh, and I don't know what your position is on this. Where do you stand on the cameras in the courtroom question? I, I happen to believe that this is so vital in this trial that America watch this for the future of our democracy. But where, where do you stand on that? Where, I know there's a lot of controversy about that. I don't see why there should be, though. I'm a, I'm 100% with you. <clears throat> I understand why the Supreme Court is fuddy-duddy-ish, and maybe there's special right. arguments there. But, like, I, I hearken back to Watergate and mm -hmm. the, you know, the the really important, it was like a civic lesson right. when Magruder comes other, you know, the vice president of the United States is going to come forward and say these things about the, 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 the chief of staff, yep. all these revelations. Man, it's important. And having, you know, Ken Delanian or whoever, great guy, don't get me wrong, sure. but come out and say, and then he said this, you know, it, it, it it's, almost, the same way. it's almost that there's a constitutional right. Look, m the reason that some judges may have to tiptoe on kid be a little careful is there are broader rights involved than just Trump's or the people's sure. to make their choices. By the same token, there's just such exigency for us to see it. That's what a trial's about. The actual presentation of facts, the, you know, really vividly seeing it. Man, oh man, we deserve to see it. And if nothing else, there's got to be a way to work. I mean, as a historical document, the notion that this would go into the catacombs like some 19th century Daniel Webster trial, <laughs> this has to in some way, this is a huge historical document that that we're as of now we won't be seeing in real time that is fucked up right i i i agree now who decides that can the judge decide that or is this is, is it there so uh it's a little unclear 
the district court overall, the whole bench could try to, but I think it's really Chief Justice John Roberts. Oh boy. Uh, it would be interesting. You could see maybe not this Congress trying to pass it, and then we then we get into it. But it's basically a little unclear. But the easy way, I mean, the reason it's not there now and is is John Roberts. Okay. Uh, I, I don't mean he's you know following in the footsteps right, right, of right. the people who've come before him, but I think. Probably he lifts a finger, says, let's televise it. There, n- nobody, nobody can test got it. it. One last question before I let you go, Long, Harry. Because we've man, got long shot, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Because we've got a very exciting uh, half hour ahead of us now before the, uh, the, right. the shenanigans begin. Um, well, it's a perfect example. We're not going to see it. It's yeah. an important moment. Yeah, I mean, every, How the, does the president react to these trials? We're not going to see one it. One of it's, my, one of my team, crazy. one of my kids from our, our production team went by there today and she said, uh, there are so many reporters here. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I was like, yeah, and they I, usually outnumber the yeah, protesters. Sure, on right. the by by yeah. by by far. So one last yeah. thing I wanted to talk to you about. There's a another claim being made on the right, and it, by Trump and by a lot of his Republican allies, of Joe Biden is personally persecuting Donald Trump. He's ordered Merrick Garland. Can you just walk people through one last time, just so they know? This is not the president's doing. This is this is not Joe Biden pulling the strings of Merrick Garland or Jack Smith and saying, go after him and get this. So patently, you know, it's it's funny. Let me just start with a brief aside, which is you could imagine, like, think about Ford and Nixon, a state of affairs where you might actually want the president to be weighing in. Sure. But because of these charges there, it's triple insulated. Uh, so. Merrick Garland has given it to to Jack Smith and has the most perfunctory kind of of ability to under the regs. Right. And he's being even even more reticent than that to influence it all. And but then as to the White House, look, it's just a fact, you know, the most frustrating thing is when these claims come up and if they're they're in every talking point. Sure. The McCarthy and stuff. It's Biden. It's Biden. Excuse me, I, you know, because it's it's just clear. It's just a fact. What the hell do you do you <laughs> you know need to know that he finds out about the indictments from the press? That's how he he right. wants it, of course, to keep exactly insulating from these charges. But this is of a piece with the, you know, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep uh, pointy headed and highfalutin with you, Rick, but of the Orwellian. Sure. Um, you know, agenda of these uh, Jack and Apes. Mm-hmm. How's that? The Jack and Apes. And it, that's yes. not quite up. That's not quite up with Pence. But anyway, but which Jack is just to try to, to to undo <laughs> and overwrite history. It ain't happening. Any, you know, it's like in 18 different ways. The White House is insulated specifically because of this. It's, you know, it's frustrating. I'm sure like the you know, it's in the last few years, facts are at best of incidental value. But, you know, so so to to talk to, to, to the people who are listening, who are at all reasonable. Yes, uh, it's all Jack Smith for starters, a little bit Merrick Garland and zero. This, by the way, is the exact thing that Trump is promising that he will completely uh, eliminate and he'll have the White House absolutely telling DOJ what to do. But I mean, it is hermetically sealed between Merrick Garland and Joe Biden. That's just a fact. It, you know, if you if you don't if you don't like it, right. uh, you tough, know, go, go shit. Reality has a known bias fact. for the facts. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Listen, Harry, as always, my friend, thank you so much for your wisdom and your time today. Thanks so much for having me. We will talk to you again very soon. You're, it's such weird times, and you're a goddamn American hero. That's that's just a fact. Much obliged. That's another fact. All right. See you soon. Great talking to you. On today's enemies list, on the special indictment episode, every goddamn Republican in America, you people know he did it. You know he's guilty. You are out there acting like Joe Biden secretly manipulating the whales of power to go after Donald Trump, and you know it's bullshit. You know it's garbage. You're threatening people. You're pretending this is some sort of of persecution. When Trump did it, it's his fault. You know it's true. And you are all on the enemies list. Happy Indictment Day, bitches. Thanks again for listening to The Enemies List. If you have any comments, questions, or if there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, hit me up on Twitter at TheRickWilson. Thanks again for the wonderful support you've shown the pod. We're growing fast. It really helps if you will share this with your friends, your family, and anyone else who, like us, is trying to save democracy. While you're at it, if you could rate and review the podcast, I would be very much appreciative. I know this is the sort of thing you've heard a billion times, please rate, review, like, blah, blah, blah. But you need to do it. It really does help us a lot. We are slaves to the algorithm, my friends. And if you do this, it will help get the pod out further. Anyway, thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, whatever you do, stay off the list.